Hi, everyone. I'm Amy Ferguson, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast, brought to you by Compliance Systems. The Compliance Insider brings you discussions about industry developments that impact your financial institution, with expert guests and analysis to help you navigate change and evolve your business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Compliance Insider Podcast. In this episode, we have on the phone with us Steve Bishop, Chief Operating Officer at OMB Bank, and Jordan Ennist, Deposit Product Specialist and Counsel with Compliance Systems. And we're going to talk about how financial institutions are leveraging digital banking solutions to meet the changing needs of their client base. Thanks, Steve and Jordan, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having us today. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. So I want to get started by talking a little bit about what digital banking and, and really digital transformation means to each of you. Jordan, you're heavily involved in the development of mobile-enabled compliance solutions here. Uh, what stands out to you when it comes to digital banking? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I think for me, digital banking, there's a few things that come to mind that are at the forefront of the banking industry right now. First and foremost, I would say that it's accessibility and just streamlining the account opening solution for the customers so that they can easily be able to open accounts on their mobile devices and their tablets, just as they're familiar with their internet experience, such as booking you know, their appointments online, checking their statuses of certain other industries, and just really the overall internet browsing experience. I think it's really important that the financial industry is being consistent with that experience for the customer, so that's a consistent user experience. Um, I also think when it comes to digital banking, this change of mindset that the banking industry is undergoing right now, and that's really important because I feel like the banking industry is so ingrained in this traditional banking world where you're passing papers back and forth. But as we know, that is just not what we're experiencing today. That is not the trend. So it's really changing that mindset away from that traditional banking approach and going forward and thinking of, these types of transactions that we can do in the digital world and from the comfort of our own home. Awesome. Uh, So Steve, what about you? Um, Your experience at multiple financial institutions probably has you coming at the topic from a little bit of a different perspective than Jordan's. What does digital banking mean to you? Yeah, Amy, that's an interesting question. I think digital banking, it's absolutely at the forefront of everyone's mind these days, especially after the pandemic and when people were locked in their houses, you know, the digital presence was was such a, a vital need for financial institutions to have. But you can have to be careful how you do that. You have to make sure that you have a hybrid approach. And you know, it's not just our, your online banking or mobile app. You know, there's much more to it. Uh, when I talk with my team, you know, it's how do we enable our customers to bank where they want, when they want, and how they want. And if you look at our customer population, the, the makeup, we have about 25% that is the Mennonite population. Yeah, so they have limited technology that they can use. And so we have much more brick and mortar, boots on the ground, uh, interfacing with them. Whereas you know the more tech savvy other customers, they're absolutely using our online and mobile apps. So when you think of digital transformation, uh, digital banking, it's got to be a key part of your strategy, but you also need to make sure you have that hybrid approach. Okay, so it sounds like OMB Bank is really focused on providing the kind of banking that each individual customer needs, whether that's a hands-on, low-tech approach um, or a digital-first solution. You know, when it comes to the digital banking side of things, what steps have you taken to provide digital options for the customers who want it? 
Over the last couple of years, we've really taken a pretty wide approach or, or analysis, I guess, to what do we need? And we we realized that our tech was definitely a legacy version. There have been parts that have been ignored you know, since the bank was open. So uh, last summer, we had a core conversion and moved to a platform that would be as much more open so that we can add the functionality that we need. And so if you, when you're enabling digital banking, you don't know necessarily who that provider is or the provider might change the provider of choice. Uh, when you look at what we're doing, we have two different online account opening products that we're rolling out, one for consumer and one for commercial. And you know they're very different customer bases and, and demands. So with consumer, it's all about the user experience, how fast can you get there? And uh, we, we went with NARMI for that one. And then we went with Process Maker for our commercial because there's a lot more robust document needs in that platform. And you know, we were looking for just the pivotal point was partnership. You know, will they meet our needs and then have that technology that will have a good customer experience? Great. Thank you. So when it comes to innovation and digital banking, what are you keeping an eye on in the industry to keep you? You know, maybe not necessarily first in market, but an early adapter of new trends. For me, I think it's always making sure that you're around, you know, the fintech companies. I go to multiple conferences throughout the years and just you see how the market is changing and it's changing quite rapidly. You know, in 2021 uh, at a conference, it was crypto is everywhere. And then it had a really tough 2022 and it culminating with the FTX in November. And so when I went to that same conference, you know, you saw a lot more AI and that's kind of the hot thing. So you want to look, uh, be around those people that are focused on it as their job and their fintechs, look for those trends and see where that matches up with your customer base. So, you know, it's uh, constantly changing and rapidly changing. Um, so you have to have that open API structure that you can, once you identify there's a need, you can then bring them in and, and op- enable that service for your, your customer base. Awesome. So what about you, Jordan? What trends are you keeping an eye on in digital banking? Yeah. While Steve kind of touched on the biggest hot topics of the industry right now, something that's a little more attainable to us or a, a little closer to home. It's just making the documents that the end user customer will see a little more interactive. And that just means that we're enabling the financial institutions to tailor the documents to their target market or to their target customers and really going above and beyond the words that are on the page. So meaning we're allowing the financial institutions to put in videos or secondary resources that hones in or focuses the customer's attention to some of their policies and practices that they really want to draw the customer into, such as overdrafts. Overdrafts is huge right now. We see it on the news, whether a financial institution is getting rid of them or they're modifying their policy related to overdrafts. A lot of financial institutions just really want their customers to know about their their practices and their fees as it relates to overdrafts. So by putting in a video or by putting in those internal resources or a web page or something, it's allowing those customers to, to do the research without really necessarily having to read the whole agreement to do so. Yeah, those are some interesting thoughts. So, Steve, what do you see as your biggest competition when it comes to digital banking? Is it within the banking industry as a whole or, um, you know, more non-traditional fintechs and neobanks? 
You know, digital banking, as I mentioned, has to be part of your strategy. And when you look at neo banks, on Friday, I, I looked at the Wall Street Journal, and one of the headlines was that Goldman lost $3 billion, and a large chunk of that was on their neobank Marcus. So there have definitely been those neobanks that have struggled. Uh, they're trying to get new consumer accounts. We've been primarily commercial. We are looking at launching a national brand, uh, almost becoming a neobank ourselves, but we're going to do that under the, the OMB brand. So we'll we'll have that same hurdle uh, that others have had. Uh, you know, I think when you look at biggest competition, the industry is changing so fast when you look at fintechs. And my competitor three years from now may not even be in business yet. So I always have to keep a pulse on the market. But when it comes down to it, our legacy bread and butter has always been commercial. Community banking has always won by customer service. So. I think you have to stick to your roots and know what it is you bring and just have the digital pieces that complement that so that you can continue to execute on a on a winning strategy. Yeah, and that that really speaks to the hybrid approach that you discussed earlier, Steve. Um, you know, you're leveraging technology where and when it makes sense, but the people at OMB Bank are, you know, really the differentiating factor. Okay, so what about compliance? And I'm kind of looking at you to start us here, Jordan. Are there considerations that need to be taken into account when it comes to making sure regulations are properly disclosed when you're providing banking services digitally and in branch? Yeah, absolutely, Amy. Financial institutions in branch online account opening, they always need to be able to have compliant documents. And unfortunately, sometimes the regulations do not really always account for this digital world that we're living in right now. So there's room for movement in some instances, but then there's other laws and regulations that they're pretty strict. There's a, a strict format. There's a strict way of how they can disclose them. So compliance, no matter what, needs to always be at the forefront of the financial institution's minds. Although there is room to, to have some flexibility and movement for these financial institutions to be creative, for lack of a better term, to comply, they still really need to comply with the strict black letter law of the of the regulations and the um the state laws that are out there yeah i mean when you think about making sure you have the proper disclosures and regulations and you know it's it's easy to think of those as a burden and you know regulators they can be your your foe almost it's easy to think of it that way but you really want to partner with them and you know we are introducing some new products this year um, we've had new offerings in the past, and you know it's not the cutting edge, but we're we're close followers on some of those. And you know we wanted to make sure that we looped in the examiners very early in that process and got their feedback, so that there was any concerns with the product, we were able to change it before we went to market. And the last thing they want to do when they walk in uh, is be surprised. That's when you get in trouble. So you want to avoid that. And you know, making sure that you have the right digital product as well. Uh, we have three different document platforms in the bank right now. One of them, you know, it's not nimble at all. And in order to have that warranty, you know, we're going to be maintaining probably at least ten different versions of the same disclosure uh, with different rates, so that we can we can react in time with the market with this this rate environment. When we were working on process maker and rolling out to the commercial, that's why we we actually partnered with 
CSI and, and their documents are much more uh, dynamic and, and allow much more flexibility in that. So you want to make sure that you partner with the, the regulators and have the right technology partners so that you stay in compliance. Wonderful thoughts from both of you. Last question, then we'll wrap up. What considerations should financial institutions really take into account as they explore their digital banking options? Um, Steve, do you have any words of advice? Yeah, the one thing, and I've touched on it a little bit already, and that is the most important thing is partnership. And when we did our full tech review, yeah, there are a lot of providers, some with the core, some outside the core. There's not a one solution that you know is necessarily the the winner for everyone, but there is a person or a, rather a, a solution that's right for you. And so it's identifying that one that you can work with. Uh, you want to make sure that it's going to be open. And as the market evolves, as technology evolves, you need to be able to evolve with it or you'll be left behind. So finding the right partner is going to continue to invest in their product, not just where they are today, but they're going to be changing as the market changes. And then you both, you're, you're partnering with them so you can both win together. So really, that's probably the most pivotal thing is finding the right fit for your financial institution. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. And thanks, Jordan, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, Amy. Happy to be part of the conversation here today with Steve. Uh, Jordan and Amy, thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with you both. You've been listening to The Compliance Insider, a podcast about industry developments impacting financial institutions. Thank you for choosing this episode. Please follow Compliance Systems on LinkedIn and Twitter for more news.